0: Welcome to Wikibytes, a podcast to provide you with small and digestible bites of useless yet somewhat useful information from the depths of Wikipedia. Sit back and enjoy the content. Episode 40 Firestorm A firestorm is a conflagration, or large fire, which attains such intensity that it creates and sustains its own wind system. It is most commonly a natural phenomenon created during some of the largest bushfires and wildfires. Although the term has been used to describe certain large fires, the phenomenon's determining characteristic is a fire with its own storm force winds from every point of the compass towards the storm centre where the air is heated and then ascends. The Black Saturday bushfires and the Great Peshtigo fire are possible examples of forest fires with some portion of combustion due to a firestorm, as is the Great Hinkley Fire. Firestorms have also occurred in cities, usually due to targeted explosives, such as in the aerial fire bombings of Hamburg, Dresden and Tokyo, and the atomic bombing of Hiroshima. A firestorm is created as a result of the stack effect, the movement of air into and out of buildings through unsealed openings, chimneys, flue gas stacks or other containers, resulting from air buoyancy. As the heat of the original fire draws in more and more of the surrounding air, this draft can be quickly increased if a low-level jet stream exists over or near the fire. As the updraft mushrooms, strong inwardly directed gusty winds develop around the fire, supplying it with additional air. This would seem to prevent the firestorm from spreading on the wind, but the tremendous turbulence created may also cause the strong surface inflow winds to change direction erratically. Firestorms resulting from the bombardment of urban areas in the Second World War were generally confined to the areas initially seeded with incendiary devices, and the firestorm did not appreciably spread outward. A firestorm may also develop into a mesocyclone and induce true tornadoes or fire wells. This occurred with the 2002 Durango Fire, and probably with the much greater Pestigo Fire, The greater draft of a firestorm draws in greater quantities of oxygen, which significantly increases combustion, thereby also substantially increasing the production of heat. The intense heat of a firestorm manifests largely as radiated heat, or infrared radiation, which may ignite flammable material at a distance ahead of the fire itself. This also serves to expand the area and the intensity of the firestorm. Violent, erratic wind drafts suck movables into the fire and, as is observed with all intense conflagrations, radiated heat from the fire can melt asphalt, some metals and glass, and turn street tarmac into flammable hot liquid. The very high temperature ignites anything that might possibly burn until the firestorm runs low on fuel. A firestorm does not appreciably ignite material at a distance ahead of itself. More accurately, the heat desiccates those materials and makes them more vulnerable to ignition by embers or firebrands, increasing the rate of fire spotting. During the formation of a firestorm, many fires merge to form a single convective column of hot gases rising from the burning area and strong, fire-induced Radial or inwardly directed winds are associated with a convective column. Thus, the fire front is essentially stationary and the outward spread of fire is prevented by the inrushing wind. A firestorm is characterized by strong to gale force winds blowing towards the fire. Everywhere around the fire perimeter, an effect which is caused by the buoyancy of the rising column of hot gases over the intense mass of fire, drawing in cool air from the periphery. These winds from the perimeter blow the firebrands into the burning area and tend to cool the unignited fuel outside the fire area so that ignition of material outside the periphery by radiated heat and fire embers is more difficult, thus limiting fire spread. At Hiroshima, this inrushing to feed the fire is said to have prevented the firestorm perimeter from expanding and thus, the firestorm was confined to the area of the city damaged by the blast. Large wildfire conflagrations are distinct from firestorms if they have moving fire fronts, which are driven by the ambient wind and do not develop their own wind system like true firestorms. This does not mean that a firestorm must be stationary, as with any other convective storm, the circulation may also follow surrounding pressure gradients and winds. If those lead into fresh fuel sources. Furthermore, non-firestorm conflagrations can develop from a single ignition, whereas firestorms have only been observed where large numbers of fires are burning simultaneously over a relatively large area. With the important caveat that the density of simultaneously burning fires needs to be above a critical threshold for a firestorm to form. A notable example of large numbers of fires burning simultaneously Over a large area without a firestorm developing, was the Kuwaiti oil fires of 1991, where the distance between individual fires was too large. The high temperatures within the firestorm zone ignite almost everything that might possibly burn, until a tipping point is reached, that is, upon running low on fuel, which occurs after the firestorm has consumed so much of the available fuel within the firestorm zone, that the necessary fuel density required to keep the firestorm's wind system active drops below the threshold level, at which time the firestorm breaks up into isolated conflagrations. In Australia, the prevalence of eucalyptus trees that have oil in their leaves result in forest fires that are noted for their extremely tall and intense flame front. Hence, the bushfires appear more as a firestorm than a simple forest fire. Sometimes, Emission of combustible gases from swamps, for example methane, has a similar effect. For instance, methane explosions enforced the Pashtigo fire. Firestorms will produce hot buoyant smoke clouds of primarily water vapour that will form condensation clouds as it enters the cooler upper atmosphere, generating what is known as pyrocumulus clouds, or fire clouds, or, if large enough, pyrocumulonimbus, firestorm clouds. For example, the black rain that began to fall approximately 20 minutes after the atomic bombing of Hiroshima produced in total 5-10cm to of black soot-filled rain in a 1-3 to 3 hour period. Moreover, if the conditions are right, a large pyrocumulus can grow into pyrocumulonimbus and produce lightning, which could potentially set off further fires. Apart from city and forest fires, Pyrocumulus clouds can also be produced by volcanic eruptions due to the comparable amounts of hot, buoyant material formed. On a more continental and global extent, away from the direct vicinity of the fire, wildfire firestorms that produce pyrocumulonimbus cloud events have been found to surprisingly frequently generate minor nuclear winter effects, The Black Saturday bushfires are some of Australia's most destructive and deadly fires that fall under the category of a firestorm due to the extreme fire behaviour and relationship with atmospheric responses that occurred during the fires. This major wildfire event led to a number of distinct electrified pyrocumulonimbus plume clusters ranging roughly 15 kilometres high. These plumes were proven susceptible to striking new spot fires ahead of the main fire front. The newly ignited fires by this pyrogenic lightning further highlights the feedback loops of influence between the atmosphere and fire behaviour on Black Saturday associated with these pyroconvective processes. The examinations presented here for Black Saturday demonstrate that fires ignited by lightning generated within the fire plume can occur at much larger distances ahead of the main fire front of up to 100km. In comparison to fires ignited by burning debris transported by the fire plume. These only go ahead of the fire front up to about 33 kilometers. Noting that this also has implications in relation to understanding the maximum rate of spread of a wildfire. This finding is important for the understanding and modelling of future firestorms and the large scale areas that can be affected by this phenomenon. As the individual spot fires grow together, they will begin to interact. This interaction will increase the burning rates, heat release rates and flame height until the distance between them reaches a critical level. At the critical separation distance, the flames will begin to merge and burn with the maximum rate and flame height. As these spot fires continue to grow together, the burning and heat release rates will finally start to decrease but remain at a much elevated level to the independent spot fire The flame height is not expected to change significantly. The more spot fires, the bigger the increase in burning rate and flame height. The same underlying combustion physics can also apply to man-made structures, such as cities during war or natural disaster. Firestorms are thought to have been part of the mechanism of large urban fires, such as accompanied the 1755 Lisbon earthquake, the 1906 San Francisco earthquake, and the 1923 Great Kanto earthquake. Genuine firestorms are occurring more frequently in California wildfires, such as the 1991 wildfire disaster in Oakland, California, and the October 2017 Tubbs Fire in Santa Rosa, California. During the July to August 2018 Carr Fire, a deadly fire vortex equivalent in size and strength to a EF TAC-3 category tornado, spawned during the firestorm in Redding, California and caused tornado-like wind damage. Another wildfire which may be characterized as a firestorm was the Camp Fire, which at one point traveled at a speed of up to 76 acres per minute, completely destroying the town of Paradise, California within 24 hours on November 8, 2018. Firestorms were also created by the firebombing raids of World War II in cities like Hamburg and Dresden. Of the two nuclear weapons used in combat, only Hiroshima resulted in a firestorm. In contrast, experts suggest that due to the nature of modern US city design and construction, a firestorm is unlikely after a nuclear detonation. Firebombing is a technique designed to damage a target, generally an urban area, through the use of fire caused by incendiary devices, rather than from the blast effect of large bombs. Such raids often employ both incendiary devices and high explosives. The high explosive destroys roofs, making it easier for the incendiary devices to penetrate the structures and cause fires. The high explosives also disrupt the ability of firefighters to douse the fires. Although incendiary bombs have been used to destroy buildings since the start of gunpowder warfare, World War II saw the first use of strategic bombing from the air to destroy the ability of the enemy to wage war. London, Coventry, and many other British cities were firebombed during the Blitz. Most large German cities were extensively firebombed starting in 1942, and almost all large Japanese cities were firebombed during the last six months of World War II. As Sir Arthur Harris, the commanding officer of RAF Bomber Command from 1942 through to the end of the war in Europe, pointed out in his post-war analysis, although many attempts were made to create deliberate man-made firestorms during World War II, few attempts succeeded. The Germans again and again missed their chance of setting our cities ablaze by a concentrated attack. Coventry was adequately concentrated in point of space, but all the same, there was little concentration in point of time, and nothing like the fire tornadoes of Hamburg or Dresden ever occurred in this country. But they did do us enough damage to teach us the principle of concentration, the principle of starting so many fires at the same time, that no firefighting services, however efficiently and quickly they were reinforced by the fire brigades of other towns, could get them under control. According to physicist David Halfmeister. Firestorms occurred after about 5% of all firebombing raids during World War II, but it does not explain if this is a percentage based on both Allied and Axis raids, or combined Allied raids, or US raids alone. In 2005, the American National Fire Protection Association stated in a report that three major firestorms resulted from Allied conventional bombing campaigns during World War II, Hamburg, Dresden, and Tokyo. Unlike the highly combustible World War II cities that firestormed from conventional and nuclear weapons, a FEMA report suggests that due to the nature of modern US city design and construction, a firestorm is unlikely to occur even after a nuclear detonation. Because high rise buildings do not lend themselves to the formation of firestorms because of the baffle effect of the structures, and firestorms are unlikely in areas whose modern buildings have totally collapsed with the exceptions of Tokyo and Hiroshima, because of the nature of their densely packed flimsy wooden buildings in World War II. There is also a sizeable difference between the fuel loading of World War II cities that firestormed and that of modern cities, where the quantity of combustibles per square metre in the fire area in the latter is below the necessary requirement for a firestorm to form, 40 kilograms per metre squared. Therefore, firestorms are not to be expected in modern northern American cities after a nuclear detonation and are expected to be unlikely in modern European cities. Similarly, one reason for the lack of success in creating a true firestorm in the bombing of Berlin in World War II was that the building density or built-upness factor in Berlin was too low to support easy fire spread from building to building. Another reason was that much of the building construction was newer and better than in most of the old German city centres. Modern building practices in the Berlin of World War II led to more effective firewalls and fire-resistant construction. Mass firestorms never proved to be possible in Berlin. No matter how heavy the raid or what kinds of firebombs were dropped, no true firestorm ever developed. The incendiary effects of a nuclear explosion do not present any especially characteristic features. In principle, the same overall result with respect to destruction of life and property can be achieved by the use of conventional incendiary and high explosive bombs. It has been estimated, for example, that the same fire ferocity and damage produced at Hiroshima by one 16 kiloton nuclear bomb from a single B-29 could have instead been produced by about 1,200 tons of incendiary bombs from 220 B-29s distributed over the city. For Nagasaki, a single 21 kiloton nuclear bomb dropped on the city could have been estimated to be caused by 1,200 tons of incendiary bombs from 125 B-29s. It may seem counterintuitive that the same amount of fire damage caused by a nuclear weapon could have instead been produced by smaller total yield of thousands of incendiary bombs. However, World War II experience supports this assertion. For example, although not a perfect clone of the city of Hiroshima in 1945, in the conventional bombing of Dresden, the combined Royal Air Force and United States Army Air Forces dropped a total of 3,441.3 tons of ordnance, about half of which was incendiary bombs. On the night, of 13th to the 14th of February 1945 and this resulted in more than 2.5 square miles of the city being destroyed by fire and firestorm effects according to one authoritative source or approximately 8 square miles by another in total about 4.5 kilotons of conventional ordnance was dropped on the city over a number of months during 1945 this resulted in approximately 15 square miles of the city being destroyed by blast and fire effects during the Operation Meeting House firebombing of Tokyo on 9th to the 10th of March 1945, 279 of the 334 B-29s dropped 1,665 tons of incendiary and high-explosive bombs on the city, resulting in the destruction of over 10,000 acres of buildings, or 16 square miles, a quarter of the city. In contrast to these raids, when a single 16 kiloton nuclear bomb was dropped on Hiroshima, 12 kilometres squared of the city was destroyed by blast, fire, and firestorm effects. Similarly, Major Cortez, a surgeon in the USAAF who worked with the United States Strategic Bombing Survey, said that the 21 kiloton nuclear bomb dropped on Nagasaki did not do as much fire damage as the extended conventional airstrikes on Hamburg. This concludes today's episode. I hope you enjoyed the episode, and most importantly, I hope you learnt something. As always, there is a link to the Wikipedia page in the show notes. Thanks as always. Tune in again next week for more Wikibytes.